Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Okay, this is us starting the podcast. <laughs> Yay. Hi, welcome to TrailerCast. Yep. It's good to be here. Okay, tell me who you are. Uh, my name is Sean Kapoff. Yes, it is. And I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Sean, when did we first meet? Oh, like- on the pool deck, most likely. Yeah. And yeah, yes. swimming yeah. probably with Kane. Yes, definitely. Shout out to Kane. Yep, she's amazing. Yep, and, and hardcore. Yeah, super hardcore. And yeah, I think that was it. maybe like eight or nine. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm a year younger, so mm-hmm. probably like eight. Let's seven. talk about my age. <laughs> seven. I'm now twenty. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Pool deck, swimming, water polo. Yep. Okay, so we met and have done a lot of life together since yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Um, something we've talked about before, though, is the irony that when we first met, it was surrounding water. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a trip. Right? Yep. And now, so we're going to talk about today. Yes. Is clean water, or the clean lack water. thereof. Yes. Okay, so maybe tell me your process into why water and what you're doing with it. Um, yeah. So I was in 2013 Mm -hmm. and I was working at a church in Costa Mesa, uh, married, but no kids. Mm. Those are the days. Yeah. (laughs) When I thought I had problems. Yeah. And when I thought I had no time. time? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) And when I could work out. Um, so uh, and didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I was, it was just one of those moments where I was looking at my life and I didn't yeah. do it, but I do that very often. But I started looking at my life and I realized I had apathy. I, I could care less. I was mm-hmm. sitting in a meeting with somebody and they were telling me some of the most gut wrenching things in their life. And the whole time in my mind, I was thinking, I really don't care actually. And I'm like, that's jacked up. Oh. And as a pastor, one who's, you know, supposed to like, care yes i could care less and so i i i started i just you know i'm like okay god what's up with that what do i need to do with that yeah not caring with that apathy and i felt like him saying make it personal Hmm. because if you make it personal Mm -hmm. right then Mm -hmm. maybe you'll start caring and so i'm like well what what's personal to me i guess i can look at my bank account and figure out what i care about because what i spend money on but honestly surfing coffee and and then all of a sudden children yeah because when i hang out with kids yeah. it's like night and day and you yeah. know eden, yes, yeah. eden loves me and she i does. love eden it's true it's fantastic and it's just like there's something about children that okay. I, I start caring again yes. so i'm like okay children i can do something with that hmm. and for whatever reason i'm lying in bed i'm on my phone it's dark i'm pretty sure my cell phone has fallen on my face a couple times <laughs> by this by this moment <laughs> And I'm researching what are children dying from in the world. Ugh. I don't know why I did that. I just did it. Google's like, no one's ever asked me this before, what's happening. Yeah. And I, I, come, I stumble upon the statistics Ugh. of 
the mortality rate of children and dirty water. Oh. So it's a, a five and under. It is equivalent of a jumbo jet filled with children crashing every 10 hours. Come on. Now think about it. Come on. If if one plane crashes in the world, we hear about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. We hear about it. Yep. Now imagine a jumbo jet plane filled with children crashing and the whole world would hear about it. And then mm. another 10 hours later, another one hits. Yes. I feel like in oh, that God. moment, the world yeah. would say, okay, stop. What's going on here? Yep. That's the global water crisis. Yeah. Well, and that's that, perspective right there. Right. Yeah. So that shifted my heart and I was lying in bed and I'm like, my wife's like, could you turn off the phone? I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm like, yeah. She said, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm going to bring I'm clean water. I'm just crying in no. my bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't cried yet. <laughs> I still had apathy. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm going to bring clean water to kids. And she's like, oh, okay. Really? I'm like, yeah. She's like, do you know anyone? I'm like, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah. Next morning, I walk downstairs. I look at the fridge. And on the fridge, there's a magnet that says Brian. And Brian is this kid that we sponsor from Compassion. That's right. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah. So Brian from El Salvador. And I, I even remember my wife walking in the house saying, hey, we're sponsoring a kid. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, how much? Totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. What a jerk. Yeah. So I'm like looking at this kid and I'm like, maybe that's something. And then I go to church yeah. and I hear about there's a mission trips in El Salvador and you can meet your sponsored kid through Compassion. Love it. We're going to do that then. Yeah. And so fast forward four months into it. Okay. I'm in El Salvador in this region where ms-13 is prevalent and it's what's like, ms-13 uh it's a it's probably the largest gang in the world okay it originated in south central la we deported wow. them wow. back to where they came from which was el salvador okay. and then the gang went started spreading wow. uh there's a really good documentary on uh vice new vice does a really good documentary on like the night train okay and the night train has to do with people in El Salvador mm-hmm. getting on night trains and trying to flee because mm-hmm. they, they want their kids to be part of the gang. Wow. So we're in that area. Jeez, okay. And we're able to do work in that area because we're giving back, because with leadership. And we, and we are fast-forwarding. We, we is? The church, Crossing Church in Costa okay. Mesa. Church not at, we, Ada. No, not we, Ada. Ada is non-existent. Okay. Um, this is where it all starts. Yeah. So I'm in that community. Yes. And all of a sudden, I'm like, there's a bunch of kids at this like playground area, and I'm standing there, and I hear this John, 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 and I'm like, who's John? And I realize, and I look over, and it's Brian, the guy in the magnet on the fridge, Ugh. running to me, yelling my name. Oh, I have the chills right now. Okay, he's, he's saying John, which is Sean. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's me. And then all of a sudden, he runs up, grabs my leg, and oh. I pick him up, and I hold him, and he, like, bear hugs me. And I'm like, <gasps> Yeah, it's personal. It's now personal. it's personal. Here it is. Now that's yeah. personal. Yeah. Then, I'm like, there's something in me. I'm going, like, what is that? Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at his mom. His mom is, like, teary-eyed and thankful. And I, I, I say to her, I'm like, How, how's his health? Yeah. And she looks at me, and she says, well... He is okay, but he has worms. And I said, from what? And she said, from poor drinking water. Come on. And that's when I felt like God saying, Sean, take care of her child. Take care of my child. Sean, take care of your child. And that was the start of it. Jeez, come on. Yeah, so water became personal. And that is the beginning of a journey. Fast forward you know, five years now, I think, or so. Um, 
of going down this avenue. Yeah. I've never, I've only wanted to give Brian clean water. And I did. Yes. And we did it in a way, it took about six months of okay. figuring out how to make sure your help doesn't hurt someone. Mm, okay, that might be something we go into a little bit farther. Yeah. That your help doesn't hurt someone. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, so let's just say we're having a conversation. Yes. And then I have this idea that I think will be beneficial for you. Okay. And then I share it, and it actually hurts you. Like, if you're mourning the loss of someone, and someone comes alongside you and says, you know, everything happens for a reason, you want to slap them in the face because Wait. they're trying to help, but it hurts you. When helping hurts. Good. Okay. It's, and that's okay. actually a book. Yes, it is. Which you should get. And anyone should read it. Okay. Yeah. Particularly when we're dealing with a cross-cultural experience. Yeah. That we don't want to, like, erase culture or way of doing things. Correct. Because we're trying to bring something we think is beneficial. Yes. We don't want to destroy culture. Yes. Um, or a community. Right. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So, how you do that um, is you sit with the, the people. Um, make I, so it, you make it personal. Again. You make it very personal. Hmm. Okay. Um, and and uh, so for me, what I did is I talked to another NGO that's been doing work there for 20 years and asked them, how do I do it? Mm-hmm. And they gave me some great insight. That requires um, a lot of humility because I think that right there is maybe a part of your mm-hmm. question you maybe wouldn't have answered is you have to humble yourself to find out who's there and who's already doing something instead yeah. of saying... I got this. This is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it this way. Yeah, we should write a book together. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds good. It's happening right now. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was it. And then we sat with the local leadership, and we asked them, here's what we have. We have I have found something. It's okay. a filter that can last up to 30 to 40 years. Come on. I didn't know that. Yeah. And okay. could filter up to about a million gallons. Okay. And wow. it's 100%. Like, it'll take out 100% of the bacteria that are causing all your kids to have worms. What? Yeah. So you you're sitting on this answer. I'm sitting on an, I have the solution mm-hmm. to their issue, and I'm trying to figure out. Okay, I have the filter. It's easy just to hand it. But but there's a yeah. whole another side of it where you're changing how they think about yes. water. Yeah. You're changing um, a bunch of things with doing that. Even like uh, I don't want to hand it to them, and so what, because because I want the local people to own it. So what we wow. chose to do is to say, okay, in every area that we are, what's the local leadership look like? Okay. So in this area, it was the pastor. And the pastor, we said, hey, how do you want to distribute? This is what we have, and it's fantastic. And yeah. we, sh- we showed him how it works, and he's like, this is, I want this. I okay. said, yes. How do you distribute this? And he told us, this is how we should do it. Okay, we're going to do it. And we're going to get younger people in the community, mm. and they're going to do it. And okay. then they're going to maintain it. So education, mm-hmm. empowering youth, mm-hmm. and using the leadership that's already there. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and it's not that hard. It's very simple Well, in that regard. Absolutely. If you're sitting there with a, like, a group of leaders, like that's what they want to do. Is yeah. they want... You're just giving them something yeah. to do. Like you're telling them, like, and then, then they do it. And it worked. Mm-hmm. So Brian's community got clean water. And then a couple of months later, I get a phone call from the pastor, and he says, hey, um, can the whole city wants it. Whoa, what? Yeah. Can you can you do that? Um, my answer is always, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure and, it out later, but I'll do it. <laughs> then I realized I should probably become legitimate because now i got to start raising actual money to get these filters. Yes. So then that's when I okay. went down the route of becoming a, you know, a registered 501c3. Which is called? A nonprofit organization or in the world. It's but called an NGO. You, what's your? Oh, what is it called? It's called One at a Time. Okay. 
or ADA for short. And that just stems from how you make change. And Mother Teresa said it well. She said that if you can't feed 100 people, then just feed one. Mm. And part of my mission, I think, in this world is to personally mm-hmm. recognize that I can't give everyone clean water, but I can give Brian clean water. Yes. And then I can give the next person clean water. And then I can give the next uh, person clean water. See, that's speaking to something where I think, okay, there's two things I've thought about since we've been sitting here. One, the idea that we can become jaded or flooded or have like this like secondary trauma when we're overwhelmed with hearing about so many things going wrong in the world. Yeah. Like when you talk about a jumbo jet crashing every 10 minutes, mm-hmm. I think... Um, I don't know what to do with that information, so I'm going to, like, change channel, right? I'm going to move away from it. I don't yeah. want to keep hearing that. Yeah. Um, and then the idea that, well, if I can't change all of drinking water for the world, that I'm not going to do anything. Right. And so you just spoke to two of those problems. Like, yeah. one, you made it personal by saying, I don't need to um, bring clean water to the world. I need to bring clean water to Brian. Yeah. And you made it personal because it was on the relationship that was already pre-existing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And, um, anyone can do that. So when we have trips now with bring people from the States overseas, our goal, we, we recognize that they're not the solution to people's poverty, but what, what the trip ultimately does is inspires them to go choose what their one at a time is. Ooh. That's what happens. We want to... I'm bringing them on a trip Whoa. where they have order, right? This is how things they've seen okay. to exist. The trip is disorder. And, <laughs> Always, and yeah. Because it, it, it messes with people, yeah. right? But but a lot of times they come back on the trip in disorder and doesn't do anything. It like just causes like shame and so guilt. You, are you talking about the process of order, disorder, reorder? And then what we do is one at a time okay. as you're reordering. Okay. So that you can see like, oh my goodness, here's someone... This guy, Sean, who yes. is on this trip, he did this. It was just one thing. I can do one, too. Which, mm. And then we want to lead okay, people on. Okay, What's okay. your one at a time? Yes. What's the one thing you need to focus on? If, is, if that means, like, serving your spouse, then so be it. Or does that mean, like, helping homelessness? Yes. Then take that one step. Okay, so you want people to do what you originally did, which was... I. You followed something that was already in your heart. Yes. And for you, it would end up being water. But for somebody yeah. else, it's going to be whatever it is that's there. If it's water, join us. If it's not... Go do it. And my hope is that it creates this wake of people realizing that every single person can make a difference one at a time. Dude, I like it. Yeah, right? Yeah. So do I. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Yeah. Okay, tell me what you learned about yourself through this time. Oh, man. Because you also have gone through this process from apathy to empathy. Yeah, so that was a big learning. Um you also got racked. I mean, that's, that's, that's like the, yeah. if we took the idea of order, disorder, reorder, yes. I feel like order was apathy. Yes. And then disorder was wreckage. And yeah. then reorder is empathy. Empathy. Yes. Correct. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many things I have. I, I, uh, I'm, I think my mo, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a one on the Enneagram. Uh, so oh, that it's Enneagram. never, it's never good enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have I've constantly battled that with the organization. Like, I always felt like it was like, a, I'm trying to do this thing, but I want to make sure that it's legitimate, that yeah. it's good enough. Mm. And it's always been good enough. Right. Um, 
And I've, I've always second-guessed it. Is it working? Is it not working? And I've created policies and procedures to make sure that it is working so that when I tell donors that, you know, you're safe to give me money because it is working, yeah. all of that stuff. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure that I put on myself. Yeah. And I've realized um, that I'm not in control mm-hmm. and it's working. Yes. So that's your personal journey in this is letting letting go being a part of what's happening rather than trying to like make it happen. Right. And it's been a huge learning where, you know, there's just a bunch of things there within that and myself that, yeah. uh, yeah. So, I mean, and there's a lot of other things. There's, um, so many, so many negative opinions about it. Like, Oh, I've seen those filters. They won't work. Right. Right. And, but they've never done it. Yeah. Right? That's kind of funny. Like, wait a second. Yeah. Where are you speaking from? Um, so there's there's a lot of things. And then just like the reality of, um, oh my gosh, it's working. <laughs> totally. Totally. Like, this wait, is really happening, It's Harry. a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. What's well, actually happening? Yes. And, and, you, and there's a sense of like dignity and there's a sense of like you did something and it's working mm-hmm. and it's helping people. And you're like, wait. I get to do that. Wow. That's cool. So what you set out to do becomes something you actually become a part of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been something that I've always wanted to do all along. Mm. And, you know, one of the best things ever that happened to me in this is that when I found out that Brian needed clean water, I didn't want to start another water charity or water organization. I just wanted to find someone who was already doing it and partner with them, right? Yeah. That makes sense. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. I called a bunch of them, and they never contacted me back. Come on. They didn't. Well, I say never. I waited a week, and then I realized how much longer will I wait for Brian to get to have still have worms? Oh. How much longer are you gonna wait? Um, I, so I, I just said, well, screw it. I'll do it myself. Okay. So what if somebody's listening emails you? What's your response time? <laughs> <laughs> that they want to be a part? Yeah. That's that's. <laughs> That's probably why nobody responded to me. Because <laughs> right? they're so busy trying to take There's care so many of... things. And, and, and to be honest, it's there are some things that I'm working on and looking at of how people can volunteer here yes. than just going on a trip. Okay. So we're working on that right now. But okay. yeah, if they were to email me, I, I just would want to sit down with them and feel their thoughts. Okay. Okay. Really. Cool. If I could, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, what do you want people to know about Ada? Um, like something that comes to mind, I think when people think of, um, giving money is that how do I know it's really going to go to the kids? How, right. Do you know what I'm I don't know. I mean, these are right. Yeah. Right, face value well, opinions. Usually. Right now we're volunteer driven and I have a 90, 10 rule. What's that? 90% goes to water. 10% goes to the admin costs. Okay. So I keep okay. the admin costs as low as possible. Yeah. Sometimes it's 85, 15, but it's, you know, it's hard. Um, but we're able to do that because our admin costs are low. Like right. I build the, I build the website. How? Um, okay. You're I, doing everything right now. Uh, uh that's, I shouldn't say every, that's not, that's not, a good there's way to a say. lot of things that I do to make things cheaper. I'm yes. always trying to get things donated yes. so that it minimizes the cost, but there are some things that you just have to pay for. Right. And, uh, and that's it. And there's are some other things that you have to put money into that will get more money out. Right. So there's a few things, but yeah, that's. 
when it comes to giving, I mean, you can you, you can go online. You, there's like GuideStar or whatever, mm-hmm, and you can mm-hmm. look at our stuff. We're pretty transparent, as transparent we can be, and um, and we're getting more transparent. But things are shifting when it comes to money, and that is that I, we're gonna we're not gonna be uh, volunteer based anymore. Okay, tell me about that. Um, I'm becoming full time. Come on, yeah. August first. Yeah. <laughs> you. So I'm raising money um, wow, for shine. my family, okay. but also creating ways to raise money creatively for Ada as a whole. Gosh. Okay. So yeah. your family. Yeah. We're going for it. Okay. Who's in your family? My wife, Kelsey, mm-hmm. my two kids, yes. Sawyer and Ollie. Sawyer is three and Ollie is one. Okay. And I say Ollie because it's short, but it's Oliver. Yes. Yeah. And Sawyer is actually named after? The filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Sawyer is the also a company yeah. in Safety Harbor, Florida, and they are amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know them now because we've been in relationship for a while, but yeah. um, they're just great people. In fact, I told the CEO a couple weeks ago, we had a meeting. And I told him that I named my daughter after I love it. after his company. Yeah. And he said, like, well, I hope we don't fail. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're like, me too. Okay, so for people, how do you make it personal right now? Like, I, I have been affected by watching your work. Uh-huh. Maybe the one at a time for me is I don't know Brian, but I know you. Right. And I've seen you be affected by this experience and yeah. I'm like, well, I, like I, I want that. I crave that. Right. Um, for people listening, mm-hmm. would you say you want to tell them a story? Are you thinking like, nope, just go wherever your heart is already at, wherever your heart is already breaking, go towards that. Like what's, what do you say? Um, that's a great question. I think the only thing I'm that full I, of those. yeah, gosh. <laughs> I think for, for me, what I would suggest is just what I know and what I've done. And that is maybe get like a piece of paper and write down what you care about. And then in whatever those things that you care about, there's probably something in there that people are in need of. Mm. And then to begin to dig into that. Yeah. What does that look like? Like, you know, um, and there's so many things that you could be focused on. That's the hard part. Like I, I was on the train going, uh, to downtown LA um, and I'm, I've never, I've never actually been on the train going to downtown LA, right? So this was just a couple days ago and I'm leaving San Juan and I'm noticing like the tent cities yes. that are yes, on the train. Along the, yeah. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot of homeless here, but there is nothing in me that says I need to fix that because it's not my role. So you don't have to be all things to all men. No. Just be one that you could... Just be to one that you wish you could be for everyone. Right. Right. So do the thing that's right in front of you, too, as we come up. Whatever that is. Whatever you're like, you know what? Like, for me, it was like, man, that's messed up. Children are dying from diarrhea. I got to fix that. Yeah. Right? That is not okay. And maybe the people are listening right now and they're thinking, yeah, I got to fix that. Then then be a part of it. Yes. But there's other things that people see and they're passionate about it. They just don't recognize Mm -hmm. it. And I think sometimes um, hatred reveals it whoa yeah okay go with that for a second uh i've been trying to, i've been thinking about this lately because i think you whoa. know people think the opposite of love is hatred but the no, opposite of love is it's apathy. apathy it's yeah. carelessness yes it's, this it's void it's of any, yeah it's the meh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um hatred reveals something that you care about yes 
And Gosh. it's this discontent. So it's an inverse way yes. in. Okay. It is an inverse way into your passion. Like that makes me so mad when that happens. So and, like, and so I would say, okay, what is that? Yeah. What is that hatred? Injustice. What? Yeah, it's an injustice. Yes. An injustice of what? Yeah. Everybody and, having a voice. I'm just going to start free associating and answering you right now. Okay. <laughs> and, and then everyone, so what is it about that that makes you just, ah. Yeah. Gosh, that's so interesting. And then you ask yourself. What's that one thing that I... What's that next step I could do towards that? Yes. Yeah. It Maybe it's a, a march, or maybe it's, um, you know, some kind of awareness. Yeah. Or maybe it's you going down to a location where it is and sitting with them. Right. If it's homelessness, sit with them. Yep. Hear them. Listen to them. Yep. For me, when I went to El Salvador, it became real. Mm-hmm. And so I think for some of us, it's... Hatred is something that I think many of us have, and we feel ashamed of it. But it's so true. It, it's a good thing, because in some respects, it's not good to live in it. But you're feeling something. But you're feeling something, yeah, and something's there, it, happening. There's a trigger there, and it, it, if you could find out what that trigger is, and then realize, oh my gosh, it's this, and then say, okay, how can I immerse myself into that reality, yeah. and then do nothing but listen. And then I think that you'll you'll sense something that you're called to do. In yes. That. I love that. Yeah. What about people who need to continue working? Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, cool, Sean. You get to go do all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I have to punch a time card nine to five. Right. Right. Um, so I'm going on a trip with you. Yes. Yes. I'm still working. And you're still working. Yes. Yeah. And... Here's the beauty, I think, of the workplace. Is here. Let's let's reframe. Oh, you're gonna add on me right now, I'm right? Gonna you're add, gonna add on me. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm all right. Gonna, all I'm, right. I'm, I'm, get ready for this. <laughs> um, okay. Poverty is what shakes people, and what shakes people from the Western culture is material poverty. Mm. I just added a label to poverty, meaning that there's a potential of other kinds of poverty. Yes. Right. So there are, there's relational poverty, yep. spiritual poverty, yes. emotional poverty, yes. physical poverty, yes. um, all of those things. Mm-hmm. What we think of poverty, if you are listening and you're thinking, and I say the word poverty, what comes to mind? Lack of... No, uh, housing, having, clothing, having, access, yeah. choice, power. Yeah, having a droid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the absence of the absence of choice, and yet all those things, yeah. like right, and but you work in a place that is filled with impoverished people. Yes. They just have done a great makeup job. Mm. They have a suit and tie, mm-hmm. or they have those really nice clothes. Mm-hmm. They're covering it. They're covering it. Okay, so we cover that here. Nine for sure. to five, you have a fertile ground. So when you come back from Uganda and you encounter, you know, babies who are dying, who will die in the next week of AIDS or, you know, uh, they're not actually dying of water anymore. They were dying sooner of water than AIDS. Wow. And they're not dying of water anymore. So that's fantastic. That's incredible, Sean. Since Ada's been there. Since Ada's been in Uganda, babies are no longer dying of water first. Yes. Come on. (laughs) It's crazy. I mean, you, so you're literally changing the world right now. That's a giant statement, but I mean it. Yeah. Yeah. And on many different levels, not just water. And that's a whole other conversation. Let's plug Uganda for a second. Because okay, yeah. for one, I um, 
I, before I married my sweet husband, I for sure thought I'm going to live in Africa. Yeah. Barefoot. Yeah. And hold all the babies. Okay. Um, Are you... I got you a return flight. (laughs) No, I already asked Jesse if I could bring home children, so we're talking about that. You can. Um, I... There is something within me that is so drawn to the people, the culture, yeah. the story, yeah. uh, the smell of the dirt, everything. And I've spent um, years traveling to South Africa, to Swaziland mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, so we talked about the idea of order, disorder, reorder. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'll ever be put back together again after the experiences that I had in Africa and watching the level of, um, I, I, I I don't even know how to put words to it. I feel like I, it's actually lost in language, the absolute just devastation pillage. This whole, this whole culture has been stripped of anything and it's blown away. Yeah. So I have a like a actual like physical craving draw. I want to be there. So when I found out you were going, I 100% invited myself on the trip and yeah. was like, "I'm yeah. coming with you." And yes. you're like, "Well, okay." Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. And I'm serious. So yeah, you are. Um, like I already bought your ticket, so yeah, I know it's totally going. So <laughs> if anybody wants to help get me there, I yes. am 100% welcoming support yeah. to go there. Now, let me just side note this real quick. Yeah. Some people have said to me, well, we're, you're spending so much money bringing people there that could actually go towards getting more people clean water. And this is where they miss the point. Totally. <laughs> I already know where you're going. I love it. Let's go to that. <laughs> there's one thing, just giving something someone. What people need is people. Relationship. Presence. Yes. I see you. People. I'm not mailing you a bag with a filter in it. I am going to come. I'm going to come into your home. I'm going to hold your baby. I'm going to wipe your tears. I'm going to wash your feet. I am going to hug you. Yep. I'm going to tell you that yep. you're beautiful. Yes. And you maybe maybe never heard those words. Totally. And oh, by the way, your kids aren't going to be sick anymore. Totally. I'm coming as a person. This is, <laughs> you know. So we... Like when I hear that, I understand where they're coming from, from like a business standpoint, a financial standpoint, but they miss the whole point. Yes. Um, I don't want large teams because it's hard right. to manage. Right. That's the only reason yeah. why. But people need to, pe- we so are made for connection. How they make it personal again. Yeah. Go. So Go. when people are giving money to you, yeah. they're saying yes to love. Yeah. I will do that. It's not, <laughs> it is not just like, oh, I got to give money so that she can go on some kind of like. No, I'm like bringing thing. my own sling to put the babies in. I'm <laughs> not even joking, Neil. They will be there. We, you should do some EMDR there. Oh, man. That That's pretty be... heavy to think about. It That is cross-cultural. It does Cause, make Because you said that you don't have yeah. to be willing, and then we did it, and t- yeah. you did the thing to me, and it was unbelievable. Don't tell, don't tell <laughs> it, um Yeah. I would love to be able to trans like translate transmit something. Yeah. Uh, uh, healing. That's like that's what I want to do all the time. Yeah. Like in these are untouchables. Where we're going is poorer than poor. Where we'll be it takes about two and a half hours to get to and the Ugandans don't go there. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it's like... What are uh, we looking at? Like, so demographics... I've never actually been there. Okay. This is going to be our first for both of us. Yeah. I've had teams there. I just, for whatever reason, I couldn't be able to get down there. We've been there, um, for maybe 
No, we've only done one trip. Um, we did one trip. We brought 100 filters, okay. and it worked. We have an ongoing process of maintenance to make sure it's yep. still working. So I get reports back on a continual basis, continuing monthly. Yep. Um, and now we're bringing 1,000. This trip? Yeah. My hands are going to be sore. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. 1,000. 1,000 times 8, which is a typical family. 8,000 people wow. will be affected in a week that we're there. Think about that's that. That's bomb. That's really cool to think about. Well, and I think that that's part of like wanting to be an agent of change is like that I want change to actually occur. And this is yeah. a very easy, practical way mm -hmm. for that to happen. Like yeah. a lot of the work that I do is abstract. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you don't really see that something came out of it necessarily. Yeah. So at least like in therapy, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's why the insurance is changing. <laughs> So this is a very concrete way to see change. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Right. Oh yeah, I am so excited. I am so I am so excited for the trip. Yes. It is going to be eye opening for me too. too, as I've never been to the continent of Africa. First time. I I I hope that you are just destroyed. I am. I, I already <laughs> I know. It. And I mean it because like I'm, there's something. There's something about it. I know. It's and I keep saying I'm going to talk about this on this on this podcast and I I never get to it partially because I'm absolutely terrified of doing it but yeah. um, I need to talk about my first experience with like orphanage and orphans and that exchange between like brokenness yeah. because that's that's how I was like broken in this world the very first time and and it's like a brokenness I never want to be repaired from I don't like yeah. that raw um exchange of like human decimation is like what makes me want to bring healing to the world yeah. so i don't even want that to get better i right. hope that i always give from that place of you know and that's it and so going back to your nine to five thing yeah where people are working nine to five i would just see it as that like that when i if i were to walk into a nine to five job I'm seeing it as if I were walking into an African yes. hut village. Yeah. yeah. Those people need someone to put a hand on their shoulder and look at them and say, "How are how are you doing today? How are you doing today?" Yeah. And or to say, "Hey, you're, you look beautiful." Yeah. Or you know what? Great job. Yeah, you're doing a great job. For absolutely no reason. Yeah. Because it's not about what you produce; it's just about who you are, and you're yeah. a good person. Yep. Look at you. Yep. And everyone's dying for that. So that's that, like. What think globally, act locally concept again, yes, right? Just exactly. A, just, yeah, and if, like, don't like it's it's so hard because when people go on the trips and they come back, they're always thinking that oh my gosh, I just want to continue to do whatever that was that I was right. doing forever, like forever. Which maybe you can, but they're they're but they, that thought is the grass is greener on the yes. other side. The problem with the grass that is greener on the other side is when you get to the other side, the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, totally, totally. It's like Joe's Crab Shack that yeah. says free crabs tomorrow. And it's a permanent <laughs> sign etched in wood. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sick joke. Totally, totally. <laughs> so rather mm. than be focused on, oh, man, I go on something like that, the grass is green on the other side, make the grass green where you stand. And if you can't, that, yes, no, that, then move on. No, Sean, totally, because that's, I can't remember, almost feeling like a sense of, Failure when I came home from Africa, yes. Africa, and decided I, I wasn't going to be living there full time. Right. That I somehow wasn't um, 
living up to what I thought it would be or some standard I'd set for myself. And then really when I came home, having to allow myself to see the people around me and see the community that I was already planted in and then to allow God to break my heart for that experience that, um, I'm here now, so yeah. what am I going to do with this now? Yes. Because these are the people that he's given me. And the only time you have is right now. That's all. And look at the people in front of you and think, man, how can I help? How can I serve? How can I encourage? How yeah. can I give life right. to the person in front right. of me? And sometimes for me, I feel like that's like, how can I shake this up? Yeah. How can, you know? <laughs> like, you would say that. Yeah, I would. I love it. I mean it. Yeah. You know, it's like, how can I say, all right, guys, let's do this. How can I be the yeah. one that says what everyone's thinking? Right. And then stand um, for it. Yes. Mm. I'm in. I'm in. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to that. All Cheers right. to that. For sure. For sure. There are some that, that have that in them and we need more of that. Well, I think... The healthier, like, if we have a healthy view of self, then we can all, this this world becomes a better place. Right. Or you're not comparing me and I'm not comparing to you, but rather I recognize uh, yeah. that your gifting is this right. and my gifting is this. Oh, and then we're going to come so together and we're going to make something beautiful out of it. Okay, so let's, this is like everything right now because <laughs> the, something I talk about in therapy often is the idea of like the poverty mindset is that yes. if you have something, then, then I'm not having it. Yes. And so when, and there's emotional poverty is that, uh-oh, Sean's doing good. That means that I'm not. Yeah. That's poverty. Okay. Yes. So abundance mindset, the abundance thought is when you have more, we all have more. When oh. you have, right? Oh man. So it's, it just enhanced. Is this free? <laughs> Are you charging me? <laughs> so when we move from emotional poverty to emotional abundance, then there's freedom for all of us to yeah. lift, right? <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. I think the tendency, though, as we talked about in the past, is that there's a, there's a fear there of l- letting go yeah. of that, right? And it's like a f- the fear of like falling or yeah. whatever. Mm. And you said you said to me, there was a poem or whatever. And you said, mm-hmm. what was the poem? The poem was something along the lines of, and you can correct me, but, you know, it's like, what if I fall? And it's like, oh, my darling, what if you fly? Yeah. Oh. Chills again. <laughs> right? What, like, like, my son, like, it, he he has this invisible, it's like he's holding onto an invisible bar. When he's trying to move around. I just like, that's his stat, like his next stature is like, yeah. there's an invisible bar. I'm like, dude, let go. Let go. Let go. Let go. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're like me. Mm. You yeah, like, children are such great teachers. Right? So. And I'm like, just let go. Yeah. And that, like for me, this whole stepping out, like other people are like, oh, that's great. You should do it. And I'm like, but you have no idea what I'm going through well, it's in my mind. Terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Because you, you are doing a big step out right now. You're leaving a traditional job-ish. Yeah. And you are stepping into ministry full-time. And you now have a family. Yes. Sean, you are a brave... Healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Uh, uh, there, yeah, yeah, there's all of that. All those questions. And people going like, whoa, man. Like, how could you... Why would you? Why wouldn't I? Mm, dude, I felt that when you said that. Why? why how could you? Like, I? how could you not? How could I not? How could you not be like? Of course, how, how, of course, of course I'm I going should. there. Yes, we're doing. And that. then I look at all these businesses and all these things, and someone had to say, you know what? I'll do it. Right. And I'm already doing it. Right. And it's already working. Right. And I'm like, 
why don't I just go with the flow? And I think as a... <laughs> yeah. It's huh. because I don't have yeah. any money coming right? my way. That's why. It's amazing it. how complicated that we make it. We right? make it so complicated. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like, I, literally, there's nothing in front of you and going and doing this thing. Nothing. There isn't. There really isn't. Mm-mm. You Sometimes you just have to step out to do that, and then all of a sudden that, that thing's actually happening. Yeah. I, I think the thing that is speaking to me throughout this time is that there is a lot of humdrum... Mm-hmm. A static that comes from getting lost in routine or something that's mundane, right? Right. And we're here talking about the thing that moves you, the thing that stirs you, the thing you love, the thing you hate, the thing that yeah. makes you want to say, I need to go, I need to do something different. Yeah. And even if I go, I'm going down the street, it doesn't matter where I'm going, yeah. I can't not do it. Yeah. And I think that's what I want people to hear is that if you're not feeling that, wake up. Yeah. Wake up. You're a human. Yeah. You're made to feel in a certain way. And there yeah. is something within you that's going to like, that's got to penetrate, yes. damage, affect, wreck, destroy, pull you out of Hate. your mundane. Get or, it. Whatever get, it is. Whatever that is, yeah. Follow it. Yeah. Seek it. Pursue it. Yeah. Own it. Stand on it and say, this is the thing I have to do. Advocate for right. it. Right. Yeah. There is, and this is a, this is the thing. You're doing a radical thing, Sean. You're taking your whole family. And you're going to go on mission and globally to bring water to children around the world. Okay, you're yeah. doing the thing that's like the big thing. My, my okay? thing. It's a big thing. It, it is, is a big thing. It's yeah. grand when we think of this. Like, oh, right. what do you do? And all of a sudden, you win all the points because you're doing that great thing. I hate okay? that question. They're like, <laughs> well, what do you do? I'm like, well, I bring clean water to children yeah. dying. And they're like, oh, gosh. Right? Like, well, who's going to follow that guy? I sell guy? health insurance. Yeah. You're like, okay. it's good. Right? <laughs> it's all good. It is. So I have a, one of my very, very best friends, um, stay-at-home mom. We had this conversation the yeah. other day. Yeah, We both said to our feminist self, this is the most radical thing I could ever do. Is to percent. be home, raise children, to think different, do different, be different, change percent. the world. Right? A thousand so that's percent. The it's like, to the person who's going to go to Jakarta, and to the person who's going to sit at Target crying because they're a mom and their kid won't pull themselves off the floor. And there's no more cake pops. Yeah, yeah. You're doing something <laughs> radical. You're doing something radical. That is one of the most radical things you can do. Oh, to say man. To say, I'm going to lay my life down yes. for the other. That's radical. Seriously. That's radical. And that's your child. Yes. Or, or that's the person that your coworker yep. that you literally cannot stand. Yeah. Or that's someone who is dying from, you know, lack of clean water or that, that homeless guy over there or yep. whatever it may be. Yeah. The most radical thing that one can do is to lay one's life down for another. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the greatest form of love. Yeah, it is. And the world, I think, is dying to feel it, see it, hear it, mm-hmm. sense it, know it. We'll talk about narrative. I mean, that that is a story that I think we all, in some way, know within ourselves. Yeah, and it's something that we hope to see reflected back to us in the world. I think the biggest shame, or the biggest, maybe not the biggest shame, but the biggest problem, I think, in our culture is that we have given so much weight to doing, and all these moms, particularly Dude. who are at home, are feeling like I'm not doing anything, yeah. and I want to scream. Oh man! I want to scream at for one the that false narrative of like you're valued because mm-hmm. you can do, mm-hmm. and then also I want to like shout and like like celebrate the moms yep. and the dads yep. who yes. decide to stay home to say, hey, I'm gonna yes. go for this. 
And then even also for the moms and the dads that have to work yeah. and they figure out like they I can't. Oh my goodness, guys, you are, we are all, that's okay. Yeah, I'm trying to do what they You're can do. sacrificing yourself for the greater good of the other. It's so, it's. Get it, out of the yeah. shame game. Yeah. Guilt's overrated. Right. Look at what you're doing and it's good. It's you know? hard to have, and maybe that's why we need to be able to say that to each other because yeah. it's hard to remind ourselves of that yeah. when you're in it. And so I think yeah. that again speaks to that need of we need community, we need like some solid conversation to say, I see you, you're doing it. Yes. Keep your head up. Yes. Don't let the bastards get you down. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I so I I had to publicly you know tell people that I'm leaving my job, mm-hmm. and that's heart that's heart wrenching. And especially in the position that I have. I and emotional. then the following day, um, I just so happened to be on a flight out to Tampa. And I took a red eye. So I, I tell I tell the congregation about my whole situation and what I'm choosing to do and yes. um, and leaving and pursuing what um, this whole mission. And um, I I come, you know, Monday comes around and I, and then I leave that evening on a flight to Tampa. And I fly in on this meeting. It's a best practice meeting of people uh, who use the filters. Hmm. So you have 10 other NGOs or nonprofits that are using the filter in this area. And they're all sharing about what they've been doing and all these things. Rather than feeling self-conscious of like, oh my gosh, like they're so much better than me. All these things. I had so much hope inside of me because all of a sudden I was with a group of people that were in on what I'm doing. Totally. Totally. I had a community. Yep. And if I could say anything to anyone about wherever they are and they yeah. feel lonely, yep. find a community of people that are doing the same thing you're doing. I love that. And leaps and bounds. Because what ends up happening is they give word to yeah. things that you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm not alone. Totally. No, you're not. No, you're, you're not, not alone. You're not. not alone. It's fantastic. Mm. So something I want to say to you. Yeah. Um, Sean. Yes. You are as good as you hope to be. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. As a one, I should record that. <laughs> we and, are. And repeat it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> I should just go to the end of this podcast and replay it. <laughs> That's true. Over and over again. Yeah. yeah. I have a, you know, I get to see your life. Yeah. Yeah, at every level. Yeah, from you do. your wife's perspective, from your kids' perspective. Yeah. Um, from Eden's perspective. From Eden's perspective. <laughs> on the clock, off the clock, um, yeah. in public, in private. Yeah. And you are the real deal, Sean. I appreciate that. Yeah. And that means a lot, yeah. Yeah. This is what you do in the trailer cast. That's true. <laughs> this is so good. Lure you in. You like, <laughs> you're messing with me. <laughs> I am messing with you, but you know. You... But it's so good. I need to yeah. hear. I need to hear that again and again because I don't believe it. I know that's why I said it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs>